and welcome on into Spock Sports Show. We are live, Buck 92.3 FM, AM 830 WMMI, along with Facebook.com slash My1043. It is Spock Sports Show, live from the Barbary Law Firm at Mobile Sports Studios. Going to have, hopefully, Coach McIntyre from Mount Pleasant, Coach Gross, Jack Fussman from Beale City, and as you can see, and as you'll soon be able to hear, I've got Josh Wheaton from Sacred Heart Academy with me. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing great. All right, there he is. That's my fault right there. i got to be the radio professional and know what microphone you're on, but thanks so much for joining me. We're here to talk all things high school football here for the next half hour or so, and I've kind of named the two games that we did last week. We had the we had the cramp back with Beale City and Ravana that we'll talk about in a little bit, but with you guys, it was the monsoon game Thursday night. We looked at the weather, looked like, yeah, there might be a little bit of rain coming through here or there, but it started coming down, and it never stopped, did it? No, it didn't, and uh, we actually thought we kept watching the radar. We thought we were going to have a break there just before halftime where we were going to have a, a, a clearing, but, man, it just never stopped. And In fact, it picked up um, and got pretty heavy at times. But it definitely picked up on your guys' very last drive, sure and you guys did. fell to Morris 14-8, to and it's one of those just uh, unbelievable game that it was. And, you know, if you're able to tell everybody about that, you know, there was lots of pressure on Jason Bogue, but I got to think considering the rain and the pressure, he kind of handled himself well. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, you know, pressure's not anything that he bothers him typically. So um, I thought Jason played really well. He held it together pretty good in the uh, circumstances with the weather and so on. Um, you know, uh Morris put the ball on the carpet, I think, nine times. Wow. Bad snaps yeah. to the quarterback and so on. It happened once to us. So um, so I was pretty pleased with that. I mean, we took care of the football in a considering the weather. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it didn't play into too much. I mean, we, we probably <laughs> – I, I would say we probably would have threw more. But uh, when the end of the night when we looked at the stat sheet, we threw the ball 24 times in that. <laughs> and uh, but but that had a little bit to do with Morris. I mean they they had um, we were having a real tough time running the ball between the guards and so on and over the guards and uh, so we had to get the ball to the outside and, and we did and we had some success doing that um, you know with some jet sweeps and and some option plays and stuff like that. But we knew that we had to get it to the edges because they weren't going to give us the middle. So um, credit them. Uh, it was a hard fought game. It was a really good defensive game. On both sides, uh, one thing that we did learn is that we have a really good quarterback and we have a really good defense. So um, moving forward, we're we're excited about that and and we're going to make the changes, make the fixes, and uh, and go from there. Yeah, defensively, as I said, you got to be very happy about that. Aiden Halliday, we got the J and J Auto Collision Report on that kickoff. Woo, he lifted yeah. a kid up out of his shoes, and it was a big clean hit and it's one of those whenever there's a clean hit nobody ever gets hurt because you do it the way you're supposed to the way you're taught he hit the kid hard even I think helped him up afterwards everybody was good to go but yeah what did you see that you liked defensively or was it pretty much everything only giving up 14 to a good Morris team well what I liked was we were we were um assignment sound through the entire football game until their last drive and uh suddenly I don't know if it was energy I don't know if they were worn down I'm not sure what was going on but um, we blew a few assignments on that last drive, and, it, and, and ultimately it cost us in the end, you know. I mean, we were able to pretty much stop them and hold them, uh, you know, to short, yeah. you know, gains every play throughout the first half, most of the third quarter and such. And then um, the one play where they scored early on in the game, it was 
a play where they broke five tackles, you know, and it was a fumble in the backfield where we had the guy down and he just escaped. He was a little bit slippery, and then we proceeded to, you know, have him four different times throughout that play, and he made it, you know, 60 yards downfield. And, and sometimes kids you know, just make great, great plays. That's right. So, Yep, and now how much did the weather affect things offensively? I said you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit right there, but, again, for people listening that didn't see it, it was coming down like crazy. It was. It was coming down, but I don't think – I mean, if we had fumbled the football eight times, I would have said it would affected us. Yeah. But we didn't. You know, the, the, the weather wasn't really the, the issue. The, the, the issue was week one, you know, football, uh, a kid here and a kid there and a kid here and a kid there not doing, you know, the assignment on that play and, you know, not getting their block or not being where they need to be or whatever. And like I said, you know, it's never – Watching film, it's never really as bad as you think it is, and it's never as good as you think it is. It's a, that's an old adage, but it's the truth. And as we went through that, you know, we could see we were always one block away or one cover-up away or one cut away or whatever it was throughout that game. And, you know, you just take that into the next week in practice yeah. and you make sure that those things don't happen again. Yeah, there's maybe a few times downfield that Bogue might have had somebody to try and hit deep, but there was just no way he was going to be able to set his feet and try and go because he was kind of running under some pressure. And now, Fulton Friday night, you went down there to watch the game. What did you see from Fulton and Breckenridge? Uh, two, two, two really good football teams. Um, we're, we, we have our work cut out for us, obviously. Fulton's quarterback is a, is a, um, a really good athlete. Um, most of the offense goes through him. And, um, and, you know, if we're going to win the football game, we got to make sure he doesn't beat us. So, um, so that's what we're working on this week. And, and, uh, and they have a, a pretty good defense. They got a couple of big kids. Um, they, they do some exotic things defensively, which, you know, always kind of, you know, it, it always goes against your rules and all those other things. So, um, so we've got our work cut out for us. It's going to be a tough game. Um, they got good kids. We got good kids. It should be a good game. Yep, so. and now going back to this past week, was there somebody out there on that field that you were really happy with, really surprised in something they did? Like I said, you guys, I'll say this again, something we were talking about before the year, you guys fell 14-8 to to Morris. Morris is a powerhouse Division One eight-man school. You guys are Division Two, so you look forward to those playoffs and things like that. That's not a team that you're going to be facing. You're going to be facing schools more along your size. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I was pleased with the defense mainly um, individually you know like I said earlier Jason Bogey he uh, handled himself really well I was I was anxious to see how he was going to deal with a team like Morris having it your first week and so on and his first start and uh, and he he looked the part and um, so I was really pleased with him Aiden I was pleased with Aiden but I already knew what I had in Aiden so um Defensively, he's just a he's just a really good football player. Yep. I want to ask a little bit about Roman Addison. I, I I don't think I remember him playing the last couple of years. No, this is yeah. no this this would be uh, Roman's first year of football. He's a senior, his first and only year, and he did a really nice job for us uh, Thursday night. He did some things that new football players do that are easily you know easily fixable, but he played he played well and and he was um, physical, which is what we. That's the word I was. That's what I was going to go to. That was what we needed from him, um, especially on the defensive end. He was real physical and and did what we wanted him to do out there. And and hopefully, you know, he's still got a lot to learn. Uh, believe it or not, he's got guaranteed eight weeks of football left in his life. Right. <laughs> Make so, the most of and, it. And, and, and so he's got a lot to learn in that time. So we're gonna um, we're gonna 
we're going to coach him up and, and get him to where he needs to be, hopefully. so. All right, Coach Wheaton, thanks so much for joining me. The last thing i got to ask, we're here at John's Country Burgers. It is Spock Sports Show live on location from the Barbary Law Firm, Mobile Sports Studios, John's Country Burgers. Any memories going back? What's your favorite thing here? My favorite thing? It's, uh, it's the uh, – uh, Boston Cooler. Oh, that is super good. If never anybody's never had it, little little ginger ale type root beer float, it is super delicious. I'll be picking one up on my way out. So. All, right. All right, Coach Wheaton, thanks so much for joining me. We're going to take a break on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, I'll have Jack Fussman, Coach Groats from Beale City here talking about that crazy cramp back on Friday night. It's Spock Sports Show live on Buck 92. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Barbary Law is proud to serve clients in mid-Michigan. Ask your insurance company, any prosecutor, judge, and they know the name. He's respected, knowledgeable, and he wins. Barbary Law has won multi-million dollar accident claims, is an expert for estate planning, and Michigan's go-to divorce lawyer. When you have a legal battle, you need Barbary Law and his team in your corner. They work here, they live here, and they know us and our courts and will win for you. Great legal representation is right here in Mount Pleasant. Barbary Law Firm, every case they take, they take personally. My attorney is Joe Barbary, he can be yours too. Welcome back on in to Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and Facebook.com slash or Facebook.com Buck 923. Now here with Coach Gross, Jack Fussman, Beale City Friday night. Whew, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. 21 to 0 at the half. 21 0, about three minutes left to go in the third quarter. And if you know football, you know the comeback. Auburn, Alabama several years ago, and so I'm coining this one the cramp back, and I, I kind of had you laughing a little bit there about that one, Coach Gross, didn't I? Yeah, it's the first time I heard that, uh, but uh, that's kind of kind of what it was. I mean, I don't know. At first half, I thought we played like crap, actually, and uh, I thought we were the ones out of shape, but then come back second half, I, I mean, here they are cramping like crazy, and here we are, you know, finding our finally finding our groove, and Things went well for us, you know, big plays. Guys made big plays, and just uh, it, it kind of happened so fast. I know we were sitting in the at the school afterwards. We're like, who scored the second touchdown? And, hey. and eight of us couldn't remember who scored the second touchdown. So one of the things like, oh, this is kind of a blur. One of the things I have wrote down here is I I don't remember who scored the last touchdown. I remember it was Caden that caught the two point conversion from you, Jack. But the one thing I want to say to you, Jack, and Coach Gross and I were talking a couple weeks ago about his '94 championship team and you know what it took to win that. And he talked about the off season and how much time they spent in the weight room doing this and that. Like you guys didn't win that game Friday. You guys won that game at two a days and what you guys did in July because they were you guys were just a little bit more in shape, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, we came out the first half and didn't play very good at all. And second half came around, we were able to pick it up a little bit. And by third and fourth quarter, they were going down with cramps. And, I mean, we had a couple guys kind of battling them, but not nearly to the extent that they were. Yeah, but I mean, I think we're in pretty good shape. So I think that's why our second half came out so strong compared to the first half. 
Yeah, and Brad and I were talking on Friday night that uh, I don't know what he told you at halftime, but in that first half, Hunter Hogan was was unbelievable, and then he went down with some cramps. And in the second half, you kind of came out and did a little bit of Hunter Hogan impression. They couldn't get you guys off the field. You were converting over and over again. I'll start with you, Coach Gross. What was it like that to see that growth from Jack j- just in that half, that one quarter, you could say? Well, I, Jack played quarterback. He started last year, and then he kind of went down with an injury, and then – Hunter went in, and then we rolled from there. So, um, I we've always I've always known that it's kind of been there. He just hasn't had the opportunity, and now he's got the opportunity, and he took advantage of it Friday night. And uh, hopefully, we obviously grow from that. But uh, or I seen a bunch of people saying stuff about uh, Beale City and the spread. I mean, that usually you know way back we were a T team and never got you know ran the ball ninety five times out of ninety six plays and. I don't even know how many times we threw it, to be honest with you, but uh, we threw the ball a lot. On a, every touchdown was a throw, so I don't know when the last time that is. But, yeah, Jack made the right plays. He made a couple times. We called the same play twice in a row, just just find the open guy. Yeah. And he did a great job. And now I can ask you guys this. You guys had that spread formation, but I was trying to explain to people on the radio, there's still kind of three wingbacks out there because you guys still had them kind of facing that line of scrimmage. Are they still ready to go for a jet sweep? Is that what's happening with that formation? Yeah, so we'll have, I mean, we have our two wideouts, but then we'll still have our two wings, and then our fullback just moves to a third wing spot. Yeah, but so, you I got mean, it. Kind of gives the empty look, but we also still have all three of the wings there. Yeah, so you still got every option available. Like I said, it's just a completely different look, and gives you a little bit more room to kind of run around and do what you need to do back there. And now two minutes left in the game, you guys went to punt, and I told you, Coach Gross, said balls of steel on this man. Nobody backed a punt, and I always like to joke that I'm the football novice and Heibel is the genius when we're on the air. And it, he kind of pointed out there, he kind of looked at me and says, they're playing a little mind games with them right now. Jack, when you guys went out there with nobody back, what was, what was going through your mind? I mean, we just kind of know that you got to block it or do something because we're going to lose a lot of field position if we don't. So, I mean, we were bringing 10, 11 guys, and we knew we had to go get it. Yeah, the one thing I kind of said, like I said, I'll say the football novice, I'm like, well, what happens if they get the roughing the punter penalty or something like that? That wasn't going through your mind, was it, Coach Gross? No, we we needed to make something happen. I think us coming at them made that snap bad. And it, uh, it I mean, it wasn't a blocked punt, but it was, you know, a bad snap. So that's, you know, kind of did the same purpose, right? Yep. And then, like, so, you okay. know, hey, that's what, that's what needed to happen. The guys are no, they know they're not supposed to, you know, rough the punter and all that good stuff. The biggest thing sometimes I worry about that is that they do fake it or something like that. You got everybody coming, they run around you for a touchdown, then you look really dumb. <laughs> but uh, hey, it, it worked, and when it works, you look good, and when it doesn't, yep. I, I might get fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris Spockman here on Spock Sports Show at John's Country Burgers from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios, talking with Coach Gross, Jack Fussman from Beale City about the cramp back Friday night, trailing 21 0 late in the third, coming back to win. 22-21. Jack, when you guys got the ball back after that, like I said, I remember the penalty. I remember Caden Smith catching the two-point conversion, but I don't remember who caught the touchdown. Can you guys kind of go through that last possession there with me if you can? I mean, I think we had about two minutes to go maybe when we got the ball back, and we are all at timeouts because Ravenna had just – we had to burn through all of them to get the ball back. So we – Two minutes left, no timeouts. We knew we kind of had to hurry up a little bit. We are in good field position. So, I mean, it's all kind of a blur for me, too. <laughs> do you I remember just, who you threw the touchdown to? Yeah, I do remember that it was Carter. All right, it was Carter that caught it. But all right, the Fussman connection. I remember saying that now that you bring that up. I don't even remember what play it was. All I know is I scrolled to the left, found Carter to the right, and 
we ended up cutting it from 21-14, I think it was, to 21-20, and then we were going for two for the win. Yeah, and it was one of those that I, I said it, I prefaced it, I says, I have to say this on the air, it's my job on the radio. I don't want to jinx anybody, but the final score last year was 21-20, to and when you guys came off of the sideline, was there any conversation about trying to kick the extra point, or were you guys going for two all the way? Well, I think I'll, these guys heard me, but when it was 21-6, to I told Charlie, my offensive coordinator, and and I said, we're going for two the rest of the night. And then after we jacked through that interception, and uh, I said, we're going to get the ball. I, we count the timeout. I said, we're, guys, we're going to get the ball back. We're going to score, and then we're going to go for two and win it. I told them that in the huddle. So there was everybody knew it was going to happen. It wasn't a question of are we going for two or not. It was like everybody knew we were going for two. It was just what play are we running, and let's go, go make it happen. Yeah, what play did you guys call? If you don't want to put the exact play out there, you got to just talk a little bit about it. It was just a pass play. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think it might have been the same damn pass play we scored on, really, to be honest with you. It was just, it was just uh, five routes were out there. We had five guys out there. Jack scrambled around, and then – uh, the two-point conversion, it was uh, Caden Smith that caught it. His job is to find an opening, and he found an opening in the defense, and Jack hit him. I mean, that's simple as that. Yeah, but when I looked around, and you and I talked about this, and I think Jack is just still fresh in my mind from your guys' baseball run. All the sophomores on that baseball run, now a ton of them are back as juniors, a lot of the skilled positions there. What's it like having those guys back there with you? You're talking Josh Wilson, Caden Smith, and the crew, Jamison Latham. I mean, it's great because I've – Played sports with them since we were in third grade. So to be on all these teams with them making deep runs, I feel like you really have a different connection with them. You're always in the weight room with them. You're always out on the baseball field, football field, basketball court. And I think the bond that our grade has is pretty strong. Yeah, we're going to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, you guys stick around with me for another 10 minutes or so. I guess i got a couple more questions for them. It's Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios at John's Country Burgers. We'll be back with Jack and Coach Gross right after this. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be your stew. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Welcome back to John's Country Burgers. It is Spock Sports Show coming to you live from the Barbary Law from Mobile Sports Studios. Jack Coach Gross still here with me. And I, one of the things I kind of forgot to do at the beginning was go through the scores from Thursday and Friday night. So I'll do that right now. Freeland blasted Claire 42 to 3. It was Harrison over St. Charles 38 6. Midland Bullet Creek 24. Sanford Meridian 20. Shepard beat Alma for the first time in a while 28 14. Everett bested Beaverton 34 20. Central Montcalm put it on Morley Stanwood 38 0. Morris 4 14 over Sacred Heart, 8. Portland St. Pat's put up 50 on Vesterberg and shut them out. Blanchard Montebella beat Coleman 46-8. 
Merrill shut out Weberville 56-0. Granville Christian 20, St. Louis 14. Ithaca blasted Homer 60-39. As we've been talking about, Beale City bested Ravana and the Crampback 22-21. Mount Pleasant put up 42 on KZU Central. And Midland High bested Cadillac 27-21. And Fenton put it on at Midland Dow 46-7. Back here with Jack Fussman, Coach Gross, talking about the Crampback on Friday night. And now, was there ever a thought back playing on Thursday? Because I'm just curious because it was a lot different weather Thursday to Friday. No, we've always played on Friday. Yeah, we I like, feel like to keep to. that Friday, Friday, Friday thing going. I don't quite understand why anybody wants to play on Thursday, be honest with you, but because to me it's Friday, Friday Night Lights. But uh, not in my mind it isn't. But I know sometimes they, uh, official-wise now, some guys have to play on Thursday. I know that Sager Hart had to deal with that issue earlier. So, But I'm a Friday night kind of guy. I yep. wish they'd move the state finals to Friday nights, to be honest with you. But hey, You know, that was one of the things I was talking about with one of my friends. If you're in that inner city Detroit area and you get to sleep in your own bed, that's a big darn advantage. If you guys could sleep in your own bed, take that three-hour bus ride at 10 in the morning, get down there at 2, 3, play yeah. at 7, that might help you guys out a little bit. Yeah, I just hope we get to do, get to do that sometime again. That, that is a great it point. It doesn't happen all the time. So, All right, and Jack, what was it like on the sideline after you completed that two-point conversion? I imagine it was bonkers, but is there anybody you remember high-fiving and hugging with or anything like that? No, it all kind of just meshes together. I remember looking up at the scoreboard because for a while it was still sitting at 21-20, the same score as last year. And you were waiting, waiting for it to change? Yeah, once it hit 22-21, I started to celebrate a little bit, but there were still 20 seconds on the clock, and we still had to get one last stop on D. Another thing that's kind of flashing back to me right now, over on the sideline in that fourth quarter, there was a little bit of issues with the, the chain gain. If I bring that up, Brad, does that ring a bell to you? I felt like there was a couple times where maybe things got extended a little bit bit, bit further for you. It was something that Heibel was bringing up or whatever. So you got the hometown chain gain over there. If it did, I didn't. I, didn't right. have it. It, right. I was oblivious to it, to be honest <laughs> with you. I was the only thing that happened one time is I was giving the referee a little crap. I, he was like, you "Guys, get back, get back!" And I walked up to him. I says, "Man, you need a lot of room." <laughs> and he just started laughing. I was just joking with him, obviously. But that's the only thing I can remember. Yeah, but now, is there anything that just kind of stands out to you, Jack? Uh, you know, you had that 36-yard touchdown to Jamison Latham, and I believe it was Caden Smith who caught the other touchdown. He said it was Carter who caught the game-winning touchdown. Is there any one of those plays that stands out to you the most or any other play that stands out to you from that game? Um, I would say the first one to Jamison because we came out of half. We're able to force a fumble and take over on offense, and I think we actually went three and out the next possession, but we were able to get back and stop them. But I think that first touchdown to Jamison was a big momentum turn to get us on the board and get things rolling a little bit. And he's somebody I I still would be very, very scared to try and be a defensive back and have him just come rumbling at me. What's that like trying to tackle him in practice? I mean, he's fast. <laughs> I think everyone sees that. And you could just imagine what it's like trying to tackle him when you got a guy that's that fast and that strong. And now he's he's a track and field guy too, right? He, he doesn't do the baseball like you do. And uh, is there anything you remember from that, that baseball run that you guys had? Because that was pretty darn special as well. And you guys, the all-time most runs scored per game. Like, so you guys are the greatest offense of all time. What are you going to remember about that great baseball season? I mean, I'll remember all the records and stuff. But for me, it's the times we had at practice and in games and stuff. I mean, it was a fun time getting to know all the seniors and then, Still having a couple sophomores on the team. 
Yeah, but I imagine you guys are going to be ready to roll this year. But right now, it's football season. You guys got some big games coming up next, and it's actually going to be McBain for you guys next week. And you look at the score that happened with them, and you almost kind of want to throw that out the window a little bit. Kingsley's been an absolute powerhouse the last few years. I imagine you guys are going into McBain week very similar to how Mount Pleasant feels going into Midland week. This is a rivalry. It doesn't matter what the record is. It's going to be a very tough game. I'm looking at you first, Jack. I mean, I think everyone knows that we're probably going to get their best game, and everyone knows that Kingsley's a really good football team, so that score doesn't really mean much to anyone. And, I mean, it's going to be straight T, probably a lot, and smash mouth football. And we know they're big, so we're going to have to come out and play physical. Yeah, as well as I feel like you guys always need to try and take advantage of your speed when you're playing against Big Bam. Because, yeah, they just got at least two or three kids on that line every time that just seem like they're absolute monsters up front. Coach Gross, what are you doing this week to get these kids ready for Friday? Well, we're just getting better. That's what I tell the kids. We're, we're just trying to get better. But we're making sure, you know, you can't take 6'5 or 6'7 or however big their guys are, 275. You can't take them on upstairs. you got to take them down low. Just, you know, you got to have your – you got to have your fundamentals. You got to stay low. You got to drive your feet. You got to, you know, got to wrap up and tackle, which we didn't do a very good job at all, especially in the first half. So we've got to do that stuff. We got to fine tune our, you know, we got to know where we're going. We got to get there quicker. I thought I don't think uh, offensively we weren't as fast as we could be on the, in the first in the first game, really. So we need to do those things. We need to, you know, execute and do the little things correctly, because especially when they're that big, it's. You, you don't go through them at all very easily. As far as momentum goes, could you imagine having a like bigger momentum builder for game one of the season, though, that type of comeback, that type of game? Yeah, we have a lot of momentum, and you, you have a good, lot of good positive vibes, but I, I worry about the big letdown. You see that a lot. You, you have the big, oh, you had such a big game, you know. Uh, Michigan goes to Michigan State and wins, or, or vice versa, Michigan State goes to Michigan and wins, and the next week they come and lose to who knows, you know, Maryland or somebody that you wouldn't even think they're going to lose to. But uh, that's that's my biggest worry. Uh, we got to fix the things that we didn't do very well first half last week because we don't want definitely don't want to come out and spot McBain 21 points. We might never get the ball back. So Yeah, but now kind of end with a couple fun questions here. Jack, what's your favorite part about playing for Coach Gross? <laughs> uh, my favorite part of playing for Coach Gross is I feel like if you ever introduce an idea, you know, he listens to you and – you know, there's a possibility that you'll see it in the playbook one day being run on a Friday night. That's probably my favorite part. That's a pretty good answer right there, Coach, because that kind of says you're you're always open to suggestions. You're always open to ideas. And if, you're, if one of your players out there sees something, you know, a lot of coaches say, hey, I'm trying to coach here, I'm trying to coach. But that just kind of says you know your players are smart. If there's something out there that they see a little adjustment that can make you open to it. Well, you just got my perfect segue. Go yeah, go ahead. Because what was the play call? Fourth and three, Jack. Friday night, fourth and three. Jack comes to me and he says, "Coach, I might be stupid here, but I think we should run a quarterback sneak that we haven't ran it inside at all." Yeah, I said, "There you go." So people are thinking, "Oh, Coach Gross has got balls of steel." Blah blah blah. You blah. did on that, but you did on that punt, baby. Fourth, well, on the fourth and three, but. Even then, too, it's like, I didn't call that play. Jack called that play. No, I he's, think, on the, he's on the field. He sees that, and, you know, he, I see, think, he sees it way better than I do. So let him – let him, and he made that call. He made that fourth and three call, and that's that's just – got to let your players play sometimes. What happened when you came back fourth and three and told him you were sneaking it? I mean, I said right away, I said, you might want to call me an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> I said, I think if we go jet motion here and – we can 
part it right up front, and I think we could get two or three yards out of it. Hey, so you, you were empty, but that. then you went under center, correct? Yeah, that was empty under center. We went jet motion, and then our center and guard were able to part the two D tackles, and we were able to get three yards, I think it was, and get the first. So was that before or after the punt? I'm trying to, I'm trying to scramble it all back together in my head now, too. You guys are both wanna, thinking as well. I want to say that was before the punt I, yeah, right. because I want to say that was the second drive. And we were fourth and three, and it's like, well, we ain't no sense in, we were too far for field goal. I mean, I think it would have been like a 37-yard or 38-yard field goal, which is not in our in our <laughs> In a wheelhouse, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, we got to go for it. And Jack's like, and that's exactly what he said. He's like, you might think I'm stupid, but this is what I think we should run. I was like, well, then there you go. Call and, it. And so the balls of steel started with Jack and then carried on on, yeah. that, on that punt return. That was, that was just really special. Like I said, there was something so cool about it that we're up there in the booth, and I, I'm kind of freaking out over it. You know, what if this ball rolls? Like I said, Heibel, if you guys don't know, Brett Heibel played at CMU, and I always like to make the joke that he tackled Walter Payton. He was at Bears training camp like the year after they won the Super Bowl. He is an amazing football player, an amazing football mind, and he said it. Playing some mind games with them right now, and I think you knew. They've been messing up the snap. None of this has gone right the whole game. If we really put a little bit of pressure on them, it's going to cause some big issues. And you're probably thinking they do get the punt off. It's going sideways one way or the other. I'm worried about it rolling right down the middle of the field. That ain't going to happen. No, I, I think he was punting them mostly to the right all night. It looked to me like so. And Coach Martin says, hey, we're going to pump block. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we got to try something, and it worked. So, you know, we look good. But <laughs> it doesn't work. We Everybody's saying, you got to put somebody back there. Well, you know, we, we might not ever do that again. I don't know, but we'll see. Well, it worked out then. And, Jack, just an incredible second half from you. Again, I want to kind of open the floor to you a little bit, Coach Gross. Watching that growth in the second half, see this young man throw three touchdown passes, how proud does that make you as a coach? Oh, it makes me really proud. I mean, it. He's just doing the things that we work on. You know what I mean? He he does the things that, that we work on for all summer, doing the seven-on-seven seven stuff. And, you know, usually we're a run team, but I've always said this many years, you got to have – you got to be able to run the ball and you have to be able to throw it at certain times because you're going to have teams that just take away the run and then you have to throw. And they – Ravenna's a really good football team. I don't know how many more games Ravenna's going to lose. And I don't know their schedule, you know, up front. But well, they're, they're ranked in D7. Like I said, yeah, people I mean, know they're, they're impressive. And their their quarterback is – a. I don't know if we'll see. We might not see a better quarterback all year. I, I don't know. He was he was he's really a, good. He's a really good player, and uh, you know, it's just hats off to Jack of putting the time in. And uh, we talked about it earlier about the weight room, and the and it's not just the weight room. It's the knowing what we want to go, knowing where you're supposed to go, knowing who to look for, and we've got a long way to go too. I mean, we got a lot of things to work on with that, but I'm confident, you know, after especially after last Friday, that we can elaborate and keep going farther. Man, I'll kind of close it with uh, Lisa Ancliffe and uh, Bill Chilman. They were kind of texting me, you know, and I kind of they said, if you left at halftime, boy, you you know, if you stopped watching, they both said, we've, we've stuck with it, we stuck with it. And uh, the one thing that Chilman talked about, I think both of you guys could speak to, is, is Aggie pride. Um, I don't want to say some kids, some schools may have given up. They wouldn't have given up. They would have continued to have played hard. But I don't think some schools would have had the belief you know, that late in the third quarter. Does that make sense if I say that, Jack? Yeah, I mean, even at halftime, there wasn't really anyone hanging their head in the locker room. And, I mean, I've played with these guys since they were third, fourth grade, and I know what they're capable of. So once we started, I mean, we had a forced fumble to start the third quarter, had the touchdown to Jameson, and after that, momentum was kind of rolling on our side. 
the cramp back, something I will never, ever forget. 22-21, Beale City over Ravenna this past Friday. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Really appreciate it. And thanks so much for tuning in to Spock Sports Show, Buck92 on Facebook.com, slash My1043 and Buck92. And coming up this week, that's the last thing I got to tell you, our five ultra-local schools talked about at Beale City taking on 0-1 McBain at home. Claire is at 0-1 Pecaning. Sacred Heart plays 0-1 Fulton. And our two broadcasts this week, proud partnership with Pat Onstock, kids from the GI Tech, helping with the video coverage. Shepard plays 0-1-1 Sanford Meridian, looking to move to 2-0 for the first time since 2009. And on Friday night, it's already Midland week for Mount Pleasant as the Oilers face off the early season showdown versus the Chemex. Both teams looking to move to 2-0. I'll catch up with Coach McIntyre a little bit later this week. Put that Spock Sports Show podcast up wherever you can find it. But Coach Gross, Jack, thanks so much for joining me, guys. Really appreciate you taking the time. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. We'll be back with more Spock Sports Show next Monday at 7 o'clock. But if you know we have more issues, it'll be Tuesday again. But Monday, 7 o'clock. Make sure you join us, AM 830, Buck92.com, Facebook.com, slash My1043, and Buck923. And you know what will be coming to you live from the Barbara B. Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. I'll see you next week, Spock Sports Show.